Blog Talk Radio. They got to know at some point. Who? Who? The, uh, you know, the, 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 the public. They got to know? Yes. Stan, get with it. Who killed Kennedy? I read the first draft of the Warren Report. It says he was killed by a drunk driver. You watch the for? What do you see day after day? The one smart bomb falling down the chimney. The truth? I was in the building when we shot that shot. We shot it in a studio, Falls Church, Virginia, one-tenth scale model of a building. Is that true? How the fuck do we know? You take my point? Yes. All right. Okay. And you want me to do what? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war. It's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. It's like the Oscars. That's why we came to you. I never won an Oscar. And that's a damn shame you didn't, but you produced the Oscars. Yes, indeed I did. You know, you're a writer. That's your script. You're a director. But if you're the producer, what did you do? See, nobody knows what you do. The producer, I mean, all he's got is the credit. You see? It, it, uh, some plaques on the wall. They don't know what we do. Stan. I don't, don't get me started. Stan. Yes? If you never won an Oscar, how would you like an ambassadorship? An ambassadorship? Yeah. That's my payoff. Well, you tell me what you want. Hell, I just do it for the fun of it. For a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Oh, hey, listen, I'm just kidding. No, 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 you couldn't tell anybody. No, 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 I know. It's just a figure of speech. No, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Country's at war. It's Miss America in your bird park. Why Albanian? Because, well, they have to have something we want. Well, I'm sure they do. What do we have that they want? Oh, freedom? Well, why would they want that? No, 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 no. Fuck freedom. They want to they wanna destroy the godless Satan of the United. They want to destroy our way of life, all right? Okay, okay, okay. The president is in China. He is dealing with the dispatch of the B-3 bomber to Albania. Why? Uh, Why? Help me. Well, what do you mean? What the... He... What the... Well, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. Geopolitically, um, if you... We just found out they have the bomb. That's we just found out they have the bomb. That's good. And, and, no, 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 wait a second. Wait, 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 no, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, the, the bomb's not there because uh, uh, they, they'd have to have a rocket in that shit, right? And they're, they're, they are a bunch of walls. No, 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 cross out. All right, so it's a suitcase bomb. I didn't even know I said that. <laughs> it's a suitcase bomb. You don't need missiles. Put a bomb in a suitcase, right? Mm -hmm. It's a suitcase bomb. Yeah, that's suitcase? Good. That's good. suitcase bomb? Yes. That's it's a suitcase bomb. When it's cooking, it's cooking. We're cooking, and it's in, it's in, it's in Canada, right? Albanian terrorists have placed a suitcase bomb in Canada in an attempt to infiltrate the bomb into the USA. Oh, that's good. Huh? That's good. That's good. That's terrific. And I'll tell you why. It is cost-effective. Well, it's producing. That's what it is. No, it's really great. Oh, listen, I can tell you stories. Cecil B. You will fail your way to greatness. Most people allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. Imagine, if you will, being on your deathbed and standing around your bed, the ghost of the dreams, the ideas, the abilities, the talents, 
given to you by life and that you, for whatever reason, you never went after that dream. You never acted on those ideas. You never used those talents. You never used those gifts. And there they are standing around your bed looking at you with large angry eyes saying, we came to you and only you could have given us life. And now we must die with you forever. See, most people stop short of their dreams and park and get off the highway of life because of the rejections of life. You will always be rejected. It's no big deal. Jack Canfield said rejection is a myth. It's not like when somebody says no and then they slap you. No, it's just, you know, to me, make no your vitamin. Get excited about the no. Why? Because every time someone says no, that brings you another step to a yes. You're getting closer. Trust me, you will win if you don't quit. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. As you go through the challenges of life and you look at it and embrace whatever comes to you, don't run from it. Step toward it. Don't try and duck it like most people do. See, most people want it easy. See, if you easy come, easy what? Easy go. See, but when you go at what you're going to deal with and you deal with the difficulties of it when you handle those hard things close at hand making those hard decisions right now that you don't want to make learning those things that you don't like to do but you know that in order for you to get where you want to go this is one of the hoops that you have to flip through and I'm saying to you, whatever you got to do, do it, because if you don't, life is going to whoop you until you surrender. You have something that you brought to the universe, and that if you decide that my life deserves my developing this what I do well, and becoming the best at it, and mastering myself, and seeing what I have within me, if you decide to drop your buckets where you are, and develop your gifts, I grant you, you'll never, ever be without. I grant you that your gifts will take you places that will literally amaze you. I grant you that if you begin to work to develop your gifts, you'll develop a strong sense of happiness. You'll get a larger vision of yourself. Because part of beginning to get a larger vision of yourself, all of us need some area of our lives where we can have a feeling of competence. That people know when they think about this area, that's something you do. That you eat and sleep that. And that you do that. You do that. Changing is not easy. But changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself, yeah. picking yourself up after life has knocked you flat on your back. I've got to say, when life knocked you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up you could get up well that sounds cute but that's not easy when yeah. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer 17 years ago that first time that happened I said hey I can handle this then when it came back a year later I mean last year 17 years later and this time it metastasized to seven areas of my body and ate 40% of my T1 vertebrae now the stakes are higher is this life saying, okay, Mr. Motivator, you beat cancer the first time. What are you going to do now? <laughs> you know, I started laughing. When the doctor told me, he said, why are you laughing? Are you in denial? I says, no. 
I said, I feel like Mother Teresa. He said, what do you mean? She said, Lord, I know you know how much I can bear. I just wish you to have so much confidence in me. <laughs> I said, so I said, the stakes are higher. So I've got to dig in and got to fight more. Because at the end of the day, life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. And so it's a fight. It's a challenge in life every day. And what we have to do is embrace it. What we have to do is see it as a project to be worked on. In life, you will always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities, brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. And so I see even cancer as a gift, as a God-ordained opportunity. If you die today, what dreams? What ideas, what talents, what books, what music, what leadership, what voice will die with you? There are a lot of people who are biting their fingers in fear that they might lose their jobs. But there are few people who have decided within themselves, I'm going to make it. Some people aren't waiting to be cut. Some people are moving on their own because they feel within themselves, I've got what it takes to make it. They're not afraid about tomorrow because of how they see themselves, because of what they feel that they deserve, because of what they feel that they can create for themselves. Because these people have decided, as they look at the future, as they look at themselves, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way for me to begin to create a way out of no way. And when you have that kind of consciousness, when you have that kind of spirit, nothing can stop you. Nothing. There's no secret to success. There's a system to success. And no matter what organization you become a part of, the system works if you work it. If you don't work it, it won't work. But it works if you work it. And that's one four-letter word that most people don't like. They're not willing to work. There are winners, and there are losers, and there are people who have not discovered how to win. And all they need is some coaching. All they need is some help and assistance, just a little support. All they need is some insight or a different strategy or plan of action to make some adjustments that will open up the key to a whole new future for them, that will give them access to the unlimited power that they have within themselves. That's all that they need. So what I want you to do is, is think about something you want for you, that's real for you that's important for you, that will give your life some special meaning and power. And I don't even want you to say, I can do that. I don't want you to assume that. See, five years ago, when I started out in this area, I would not have been able to make the mental leap that I would be up to where I am right now. I don't want you to begin to just psych yourself out. No, no. I want you to be able to say something to yourself that will enable you to maintain a level of integrity with yourself. 
that when you say this, even when you face tremendous setbacks, it, it will be a benchmark to keep you in the game, to keep you moving forward and experimenting and readjusting your strategy and your plan of action continuously, looking for ways to win. I think we have to reflect on who am I? Why am I here? What drives me? If I died today, what three words would I want said about me if I died today? You know, what is it that defines me? You know, and how, I, how do I define myself? So I went to the next mode necessary to start talking to people and seeking and asking for what I wanted and leveraging relationships and trying to find out how do the people do it that went ahead of me? How do they do it? And then what is it I need to do? How is it I need to train myself to develop myself? What's the resources that will be required in order to make it happen? And as I start seeking out and asking questions, I start running into people that I know someone who can help you do that. And they help me get connected with those people. Remember, we have so much energy that can take us so far. It's necessary that you hook up with some other energy that can take you to the next level. I hooked up with them. They said, let's, let's go. I said, away we go. Stay right there. Stay right there. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L. Here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. Man, I hope everybody had. As always, I have I had a great week. You know, a couple of challenges here and there, but. Nothing I can't handle. Um, there's always something popping up that you got to deal with, some process, whether it be a, a thing or a person. You got to keep in mind all of those challenges are just there to make you better, to increase you. If you make the decision and you are definite about what you want in life, the universe, the spirit, some will say God will see to it that you get it. But the funny thing about that comes with tests. You really want it. Because those challenges and those tests is what you need to be able to appreciate what you say you want. And see, that's how, or that is the way that people are separated. And those who say they want something, stop at the first sign of opposition. That's where the separation comes. Your greatest always come through something that you perceive is difficult. I always use that. You perceive because it is our perception that creates reality for us. It's how I feel about it, how I perceive it, and how I choose to react to it is what creates the outcome. 
once you understand those concepts, then you have full control over your life. Once you know and come to the understanding that you are creating your own reality and what you are experiencing is at your own hand, you can change it. You can laugh at it, even if it's, you said, man, that was that was crazy. That was kind of silly of me to do that to myself. You get, you, you know, one of the things that, that uh, makes you a great person or how you become a great person is not to take yourself so seriously, not to be offended quickly, not to be offended by people, the things people say or do. Because if you become offended at everything that people say or do, you will be distracted from the things you say you want. I'm sure some of you have experienced it. The minute you say you want something, you want to achieve something, the very people that you think will support you will not support you. And I know I've done this. I get offended. How how dare you not want to help me? You're supposed to be my woman, you're supposed to be my mother. You're supposed to be my son, my daughter. How dare you? <laughs> and I got to remember what that scripture says. A prophet is not not honored in his own home. You will not, you will not be honored by the people you think you will be honored by. Never happens. History has shown that. And you will not be exempt from that. Although you have this desire to, you know, want to help them and want them to be a part of what you're doing, I had to come to the realization that I'm on my own when it comes to these things. And I will be on my own until someone comes along to want to assist me. And most of the people that assist me are people that I meet along the journey. We become brothers and sisters in the mission I set forth on, and that's who becomes your family, the friends you make along the way. They, those people that, you know, your mom, your dad, your brothers, yeah, they are your biological family. But at times, and most times, they will not be your spiritual family. And you will have, if you really want extreme success, extreme wealth, extreme happiness in your life, you will have to accept that simple fact. Because what leads to suffering, the one key thing that leads to your suffering is you not accepting what is in your reality at that moment in time. That is the key to all suffering. Once you realize and come to accept, wait, this is what it is. Let me accept that this is what is happening and then make a definite decision to make a change. And how do I make that change? I change my mind, change my mind. I change the situation. I change my perception. Like for instance, this vaccine just rolled out. It's, you know, showed up in the U S uh, today. And you got people who don't want to take it. People who do want to take it. And they all arguing back and forth about what's right and what's wrong. Why you, why you don't want to take it. Now, 
I'm going to be on the side of the people that uh, don't want to take it. And what I say to them is, let them take it and see what happens <laughs> with that. You know, let them take it. There's so many people ready to jump in line and get that vaccine. You ain't got to no one for it. I know I'm kind of sidestepping, but it's so many of them, of them that were wanted that you're going to be in the background. Nobody's even going to notice you. You don't have to. You don't have to shout from the mountaintop that I, I'm not taking it. I'm not doing this. You're not going for. You ain't got to just sit there and chill and be quiet. Listen, real power is always silent. The real boss, you will never know who he is. Unless somebody told you. The loud mouth is never the real boss. So bosses just sit back, watch, and let everybody do their thing. And if it comes their way, they deal with it. I'm not worrying about the damn vaccine. I'm not going to take it. I never took the flu vaccine. And I won't take this one. And I never had the flu. So who cares? Let them worry about that. What I'm worrying about is this. And what I'm worried with, not, not even that I'm worrying about, what I am working on and what I'm doing diligently is working on my success, my extreme wealth, my good health, my peace, and my prosperity. And now while I'm doing that, I'm wishing that for all of you. If you just concentrate on those things, those good things, Good things will come to you. I promise you, I can guarantee you, if you sit daily in a quiet place, wherever that might be in your home, and you just concentrate and fantasize and visualize the things that you really want in your, your life, the good things, they will manifest. And they will manifest faster than you realize. But you have to be consistent. You can't be fantasizing, materializing in your mind one day, and then the next day you worried about whether it's going to come or not. You just, when you start to worry, you just stopped it from coming towards you. Listen, the Bible says, go forth and have dominion over all things. That translates into this. Anything you say, anything you want, anything you want to do, anything you want to achieve, is guaranteed to happen to you. You have one thing to do, and that is meditate on those things, those good things, day and night. That's it. Keep meditating on Don't get distracted by the stupid conversations about things that have nothing to do with success. I have plenty of people and I'm uh, deliberate about when I pick up the phone. Every I'll pick up the phone eventually, but most times I, you know, I don't because I already know in my spirit what they were talking about. My granddaughter just sent me a, a message. I don't know what this say. She told a bunch of words and she got all these little things. She's she playing with a lot of Um, let me just respond back to her. Um, that'd probably be another one that'd be calling me. Um, anyway, 
somebody said I was breaking up. And then I had to had to tone it down. How's that? That better? Yeah, okay. I had to I had the mic input a little up a little high. But anyway. <laughs> what you want is running and and, and wanting Listen, life is all about your success. And see, the way we we have defined success in our current state of being, in our limited understanding or understanding of things, is success is all things good. But it's not. That's not true. Success is really what you call, uh, what's the word I want to use? Success is what I say will happen. So if I say something bad, that's what will happen. That became a success because I said something bad. If I say something good and it happens, that's a success. So it, does, it, 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 it shows no partiality. See, everything you're doing, you're being successful in it, whether it be something you like or you don't like. Once you realize that, that that's what's happening to you, Everything you're experiencing, you ask for it. Right now, one of them, <laughs> one of my teammates, is and I said I want it, and I'm gonna do, and I put things in it, and then I got challenged by it, then I had to think through it, and I had to respond. That's happening, and I gave the, I don't even want to call it a warning, I just gave it. Maybe it was. Hey, listen. Before your life will change, and where you are today, you will not be tomorrow. If this is what you really want, if this is what you're fantasizing and you're putting in your mind, things will change, and the challenges all come with it. All of it comes that way. And when I get emails and certain phone calls, I kind of chuckle inside. I said, here we go. Let the games begin because this is what this is. They're playing games with everybody with vaccines, COVID-19. You know, people are getting sick. That's true. But they're playing games. They're using this. And they're playing on the minds of people. They get people to manifest their own reality for their profit. So their their reality is being Facebook, and your job is not to be. Uh, it says what be in the world but not of the world. So you can't be having these same mental uh, thoughts. And if you're getting caught up in that, when it comes time to really understand the deeper things of God, you're not going to see it. This whole thing is about spirituality. You are one big spiritual vessel, one big temple and conduit for the Spirit of God that works through you. Got to offer. You have to separate yourself from that. You cannot delve in those silly conversations. You can't get into those little conflicts that these people think is important. What's important is your success, your peace, your happiness, your wealth, 
your prosperity, your love of all things. All of those, that's what's important. None of that other stuff is important. Who cares? You're winning. And when you get something that seems to be a pushback, it's not a really a pushback. Because remember, everything you're receiving, oh, you're giving it to yourself, right? So somewhere in your mind, you set up that resistance so that you can test yourself to see how you can respond and overcome that challenge. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how it works. We are presenting ourselves with our own challenges every day, daily. And they're showing up in different people through things, through situations. And where the disconnect comes is because we've been taught so many so many ways and so many times that everything is happening outside of us and not operating through us and coming from us through our own consciousness, we miss the point. When I came to this revelation that it was all me and it was me that was slacking in my studies and knowing who I am or what is the I am and how I am operating with everything I'm coming in contact with, once I understood that or overstood that, everything became clear. And it still gets clearer every day, every week. I'm grateful that where I am today from where I was five years ago, seven years ago, I was just looking at the 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 login and it says hindsight radio since September of twenty twelve. We know we only did I only started my first show in twenty fifteen. Man, eight years ago that I had this idea heading into 10 years. If I had not held on to those ideas, and if I had not accepted the invitation when it presented itself, I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be for people day in and day out. You know, the last couple of days I've been swamped with, um, consultation, and I got a lot of stuff to do. I got a, I got, but I can't give it to you guys or put you in the right direction. Um, until I finish it, then I'll put you onto my my people that I've come in contact with. You see? So stay tuned. There's a lot coming. Some of the things that we were taught some years ago, some clarity is going to be coming. And that's 100%. But first I have to go through all the little things and deal with things and overstand it so I can bring it to the people that trust me to bring them good and exact information not just some process that you're going to do and sit on for 10, 10 years, five, whatever, and then nothing's happening. Everything I want to bring y'all, I want to see results from it. I'm not about playing 
just doing stuff. I like to be thorough and I like to be reliable. Uh, my family depends on my reliability. That's one thing they can have a good meal. My family probably can have a lot of complaints about me. One thing they can't complain about is being reliable. Anybody who's lived a long time knows that being reliable is one of the qualities that a person can have, especially a man. You see? And that's, brothers, we have to, again, we got to become reliable. We have to be men of our words. When we say we're going to do it, we do it. And if we can't do it, we say we can't do it. But be communicative and put it out there. Be strong, steadfast in your position as a man. We have to be strong because things are changing. And uh, people are getting uh, more enlightened about things. I see people talking about enlightenment things that they wouldn't have probably talked about a couple of years ago. And this month especially is a very good month to manifest because uh, Jupiter and Saturn, Saturn is going to be aligning. Hadn't done that in 800 years. Both of those planetary alignments represent success and prosperity in some ways. Look it up. I'm not going to read it um, for you, but this is the time to put in, especially around the 21st, all the way through to the 25th. Really, that's what that ritual is, you know, that whole Christmas thing is about. Right there, you should be manifesting everything you want to happen for the next year. That whole January 1st, that's, you know, 31st, that's cool. But really, right in that time is when you should really be going in on visualizing and doing things because at that, at, that'll be at the height, especially this time, this 800-year alignment, it'll be very effective. I'm seeing, like right now, leading up to it, you know, I'm manifesting, I'm doing my visualizations, I'm in my closet where my uh, altar is, everything. I walk out of that altar, things start happening. You know, when at when first... When I was doing this, I've been doing this for years now, but now I'm seeing it happen. You know, sometimes I get confused. Like, is this because I'm just so much in a practice of doing this, or is it because of this alignment coming? Which one is it? But I think it's both. So I have to also be careful of my thoughts because it will manifest itself. And that will probably be the most difficult part for most people managing those thoughts because negative thoughts come from all directions and you got to recognize them. You got to recognize those bad thoughts and cast them out and and keep concentrating. You know, you might, you almost probably going to have to write these things down, post them all over your house. So everywhere you look, you're seeing something, some positive affirmation around you. Now, let me, let me, help you with that one yeah because i've seen people post things around enough to manifest when you what i suggest you do if you're going to do that first do your little ritual for those manifestations and get in the emotion of it getting in the imagination of it. really just like some of y'all be in church you know catching that holy ghost that's pretty much what you're going to have to do and then you post them up and then now you're reminded of the 
when you were really in the spirit of it and trying to get emotional about those things, visualizing and being thankful and being grateful that these things happen. Remember, you got to speak to things as if it has already happened. Saying, I'm so thankful that I'm wealthy. I always like to talk about money. (laughs) I like all of those things. But, you know, I dominate, my conversation is always dominated by being wealthy. Being wealthy, having all the money that I need to take care of myself, my family, and, and leave them something behind is one of my biggest goals. I don't want the money for me, per se. I want it for them so they can see in the generation that they're going to produce that we don't have to live in poverty. You see? This mindset. I want them to already have it, trained in it. Imagine if I was trained in this mindset when I was young. Imagine if you were trained in how to think and how to see things. Imagine that. This past weekend, I did the uh, name change webinar too, the deed poll, where I uh, showed my petition and I also showed the template for the deed poll to add to your name change petition. Um, also, I showed how to mail off to the different entities once the name change is done, who you have to name all of the different people. To name that that. That list went out with that name change webinar to all of the people that were so kind enough and uh, so generous enough to join that webinar. I thank them for that. So they have all of that information. They have the template um, so that they can um, finish off their name change process. It's very important that you get that done. If you don't do anything else, that your passport and that is very important. Here's why. Because already I'm starting to see the results from that name change. Maybe mailed, mailed his off to the right person, and all of a sudden the IRS sent back a notice saying he didn't owe any money, but, they, you know, he, he owed over 600000 But they say he only owed fifty. They tried to contract with him for $50. So he's going to shut that down too. That's after he mailed in, he let him know that his name was in proper, properly styled. For all of those that are doubting that that thing has power, you need to go listen to my show last week, Tuesday. Actually, it's on YouTube now, where the brother out of his own mouth showed you how powerful it is. And this is a brother that hasn't really did a whole lot, but authenticate his birth certificate. You see, what what we're doing here at Hindsight is working. It's moving the needle forward. We're taking strides that we've been trying to do for the last five years. We're taking strides now. What was taking years is now taking days and months. You know, we're cutting to the chase. You know, see, for years they taught you guys how you need to be the the, the beneficiary. You need to be this, that. But see, 
And then some people laugh when I said the Bible said something different. The Bible says, you know what? Let me bring it out. I wasn't even going down this road, but I have to read it. The proof, there's a reason why they made the Bible the word of God, because the, the, the that Bible is a trust document. There's a reason for it, for it. And it says, why are you trying to be the beneficiary? When the Bible says this, let me get the let me get it right up. Let me let me get it. Let me get it. Y'all might want to sit down. Hold on, I can read it from this screen, but I want to. Let me get where's my Bible? Hold on. It's right here in front of me. I'm looking for what is sitting right there. All right. I'm going to go to Romans. I'm going to go to Romans. Because, you know, after the so-called Christ, Yeshua, was so-called sacrifice, all of these are symbolism and metaphorical terms to show you how this trust works. All right? And Romans, okay, It says in 16, it is that very spirit being witnessed without spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then ears, ears of God and joint ears with Christ. If in fact, we suffer with them so that we may also be glorified with them. So what does an ear mean? What does that mean? It says a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another on that person's death, successor, heiress, next in line, inheritor, heir apparent, heir presumptive, heir at law, descendant. Okay, they keep saying that. But we've been using the word beneficiary, but instead of using the word in our paperwork. And I'm going to stop right there. That to give you something to think about. Because the Bible didn't use the word beneficiary. It used heir. See, this is called being precise. Just like law is precise, the Bible is precise as well. So, you got some studying to do. But that's all I'm going to say. And that comes from me studying and connecting with the right people and bringing up the right points of views. You see? So, yeah, Name Change Webinar 2 is there. It's up there. The video is ready to go. Y'all want to get it? Akeemail.com. Remember, on the 31st, we have um, the money ritual, the prosperity ritual. That's what it's, that's really what it's called the prosperity ritual. Because you not just you don't just want you want lots of money, you want a lot of success in your money um, affairs, but you also want prosperity with your peace, your love, and you know, with with everything around you. You want to become in harmony with the things that you come in contact with or the people you come in contact with. So 
everything, you know, and also you want to wish the same thing for the people that you care about, even the people you don't know. You want to wish that. Despite this pandemic or so-called pandemic, this is one of my best years. And everybody I know that is connected with me is saying the same thing. Hey, I was pandemic one. Yes, yeah, the pandemic. This was one of my best years. And I tell you one thing, <laughs> I know one business that is one of their best years. The pharmaceutical company has come off big time. This new vaccine and how fast they pushed it out for them to get it to everybody. <laughs> so they doing their little ritual too. Yeah, but see, their ritual is off the backs and the sweaty blood of the people and their mindset. They're getting rich off there. Making you believe that your body can't heal you. Isn't that something? That the government, who you know, these big corporations has got you thinking that natural remedies will never fix your problem. And I can tell you right now that you know, you know, people's got a perception, oh, I got a toothache, I got to go to the dentist, I got to get the antibiotics and all that crazy. No, nah, man, I'm going to tell you straight up from my own personal experience. Some people use clove oil. I've used it. It, it works, but it, nothing works as fast as some neem oil on a, 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 a tooth that's giving you some problems. Nothing. I, I know people say, I've, I've been told, someone told me, I tried that. The whole uh, clove oil, put the cotton and did all that, man, that thing. You know, clove oil will numb the area and kind of deaden the pain. Um, and, and then it'll go away, but it, it to me it takes longer. Neem, boom, within hours, gone. Now take a little lean, rub it on there, and kind of keep it there. And then boom, you know, the only problem with neem is it's very nasty. <laughs> it's a nasty thing. But it works. Yeah. I'm talking I had swollen gums and everything, boom, and just all that neem just sucked all of whatever that was out of there and was gone. Neem oil. That's what I've done. And that's something natural. Now, previously, I, I, I would have thought, I had no other choice but to go to the dentist and fix that. But once I understood what a toothache really was and what was going on, I know how to resolve it along with other things. And these are used to use years ago. Go get that 1899 Merck manual. They used to use it, but they don't use them anymore because they can't make money off of it like they can making up their own concoctions. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Some of those concoctions that they're using. Yeah, somebody said Claudio is good, too. I've heard that. I've never really used it. I have some. Yeah. Yeah, that, that need work on that abscess, too. <laughs> You just have to deal with the tape. Um, turpentine oil, cancer, and all kind of other things. Turpentine oil was used for just about any problem you had. Another one, oregano oil. Very strong. 
and potent uh, antibacterial, antiviral. Very strong. But you got to be careful. Oil. And if you're going to take vitamin C, both of those things are blood thinners. You don't take them two together. So you got to also know what one does and how they counter each other or they may uh, enhance each other. Like, for instance, a cayenne pepper will, will boost any herb that you connect it with. Cayenne pepper. Then they got, now there's another pepper that a lot of people don't talk about, which is very powerful. It's the African bird pepper seed. Um, that's another one that's even more powerful than the cayenne. I have some of it, uh, 150,000 heat units. Be careful with that one, and if you touch it with your hands, do not touch your face or your eyes. You will burn them up. But, uh, yeah, I got I got all all it see, see look. The mastermind, the divine one had made everything you need to succeed and fix your health. The earth you, you the earth is what heals you. Mother Earth is the healer. And see, we have dis- disconnected from that. We're looking for some machine, some man-made company to give us something. And I'm surprised I see a lot of people on. Christians, and all they're talking about is go take the vaccine. And these are people who, you know, want to be. I don't even get it all that, man. It's just crazy. I'm like, wait a minute, who do you really trust? When you got all these powerful things out here that can heal us, but they got us food into thinking our bodies can't heal itself, and none of the herbs, oh, the herbs, they take longer. Whereas we already know that in a few years, you might even hear a commercial saying, you might be, you might qualify for compensation. Y'all know that. <laughs> Every medicine comes with that. Like, it's the best thing to take, and then five, ten years later, they talk about compensating people for, for, for being injured by it. Why do they get compensated? Because the, the, the company already knew that it was harmful before they sold it, but they got what you call, you know, acceptable loss. They made so much money off it, now they don't care about, you know, a class action lawsuit. You know, those little lawsuits only give out a few dollars per person. You know? No one is just right. Use common sense. <laughs> but no social media and other entities to be their common sense for them. That's who's giving them. They're not thinking. I mean, who get the flu vaccine still get the flu. I've never had the flu vaccine and never had the flu. And that doesn't mean I haven't been around people. (laughs) 
because I had a good immune immune system. Yeah. All right, it's 7.53. If you got a question, comment. Oh, what was the, what that was saying, Jaya? I'm from I'm a Haitian descent. There is, there is that we use to clean the gut. What are you talking about specifically? Yeah, if you have a question, a weed plant. Okay. Uh, question, comment, press the one. Uh, if you don't, if no one has a question, comments right now, nobody got their hand up. <laughs> Everybody want to put their head up when I say I'm about to go. Um, but I got an interview I did with the brother, Dr. Mahdi. Uh, I've known him for uh, over a year now. Uh, we met up in London and went to go see, um, What's his name? Uh, Dr. Dan, I mean, not doctor, but Dan, Dan Pena, you know, the billionaire, the custom bit. And uh, we did an interview, and I got that um, that recording here that I'm going to play for y'all tonight. And uh, on the air, and I'll put the actual video up on YouTube. Um, and that'll be the last part of the show. I don't really have a whole lot of remedy to teach tonight other than that becoming the air. Um, I do have remedy to teach, but I just, right now my mind says give it a break and come with it maybe next week. Well, next week I won't be around, you know, it's vacation week. Uh, I'm probably, I'm going to take off next week. And then after that we have, um, I think I got one more show. Let me see how that, that works out. How many shows? Okay, today is the 15th. Yeah, I got one more show, which is the 29th, after the 22nd. I won't do a show next week. I'll play an old show, the 29th. And then we have the ritual two days later on that Thursday going into Friday. Um, I hope to see you guys there. The link is on YouTube uh, to get in it. Um, I'll probably send the link out to my uh, people that's on my mailing list. If you're not on my mailing list, go to akemail.com and put your email in there, and I'll send you the link. But the link is on the YouTube channel. Talking about the New Year's ritual, the the, uh, link is there. Last year was a success, and I know it's going to be another success this year. All right, but with that being said, if nobody has a question or comment, I'm going to play this video. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we got Dr. Mahdi, um friend of mine's we uh hooked up in uh London. But we became good friends over the uh, the months of getting to know each other. Um, so I'm gonna let him tell you what he's what he does, his business, the name of his business. There you go, Dr. Madi. Okay, I appreciate it, brother Aki. So uh, as a said, I am Dr. Madi, uh, Black and Brown, 
I'm a naturopathic medical doctor. I was actually trained in the U.S. Uh, at the Southwest um, Naturopathic Medical School. And I currently am domiciled in Belgium, where I live. And my company is called the, well, the program I have is called the Akon Journey. And my company is Akon International. And the Akon Journey is a holistic, a premium anti-burnout stress recovery program. And we specifically focus on people who are, who consider themselves high performers, who are really striving to be the best in their lives, but have put themselves in a position because of them wanting to success. They both consider themselves, and now they're on the verge of burnout or they're trying to recover. And so those are the people that right. come in and work with. Okay. And that's very important. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of give you a little background. Uh, originally for me, my journey started out in holistic medicine, I'll say back in like 19. was diagnosed with high blood pressure at age 19. And, hmm. and being on, uh, and being on, a medication that they told me I had to be on for the rest of my life because there would be a cure for me. And my father also had high blood pressure at a very early age. And so they said it was hereditary, it was genetic, there's nothing you can do about it. But I have five other siblings, the six of us, who didn't have this issue. So I couldn't buy right. into the whole genetic thing. So that started my journey to explore there had to be some alternatives. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I moved from South Carolina to Los Angeles to start studying Chinese medicine where I met my first naturopathic medical doctor and he informed me that my issue was actually fairly simple with a magnesium deficiency and I had to change on my diet and get start eating more living food, particularly more green food, green vegetables which I was not mm-hmm. eating, even though I called myself a vegetarian, I wasn't eating vegetables. And so that uh, started a journey man and to applying to naturopathic medical school there in Arizona, the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine, and I uh, earned my medical degree uh, back in 2010, and mm-hmm. we've been out here trying to serve the people ever since. Okay, cool. Now, I said something about you were a vegetarian, but you wasn't eating vegetables. <laughs> and I, I want to talk about that because that brings up a point, like, I see a lot of vegetarians calling themselves vegetarians, but they're eating a lot of starchy foods. They're eating things that that are not really vegetables, and they're eating processed, hyper-processed, so-called vegetarian meals, yeah. um, which I don't think is, I think is, some of those things are not as, are more unhealthy than eating meat itself. Fact, fact, uh, so let's talk about that, because there's some things that, I believe we need in our diet, and that is uh, collagen. Mm-hmm. And the skin of the animal or the joints, those cartilages have a lot of collagen in it, namely, particularly like pig feet, pig ears, cow feet, and chicken feet, right? <laughs> and see, that's why you see a lot of people with the people of color have deep pretty good that's a, a major part of their diet now for a person who's a vegetarian what can they how can they get that collagen 
that they need for their skin to keep it healthy looking. Because well, I'm looking at your skin. Your skin yeah. looks healthy. Yeah. You know, like you, it seems like oh, you're getting what you need. This is the thing. Uh, for my diet, and I, I've, like, I have had a number of discussions and actually even debates with people. I try not to debate with people. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the past, you know, some of our students uh, that we were teaching through our holistic nutrition program that we another doctor created were starch, raw food, and vegan. And, mm-hmm. and and I was like, okay, that's great if that's working for your body, but you have to understand that you have to take consideration multiple factors that mm-hmm. your environment plays a key role. And so mm-hmm. for myself, say I am probably ninety eight percent plant based. Mm-hmm. But I have lamb once a year. I mean once a month. Lamb once a month. Uh, okay. I have some lamb chops once a month. And we do, like, there's five meals out of the entire month, five dinners that we will have that will have animal-based food, lamb and fish, okay. lamb and fish. And okay. we were able to get those oils, uh, specifically, like, those omega-3 oils that really kind of help support right. those tissues, like that collagen that we're speaking of. And mm-hmm. we are able to really begin to sustain um, the body that way. Because I live in Belgium, it's a more frigid environment. Uh, being completely raw here would not be the most healthy thing for me to do. And I got yeah, you, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could sustain on that because right. the environment okay. affords the you exactly. And so you have to take all right. things into consideration. Also, look at yourself from a constitutional standpoint. And one of the big things that we really promote within the Ashton journey. As we teach ethno-nutrition, we look at mm-hmm. ancestral lineage and the point of who you are comes into play as far as food recommendations that we make to you because it needs to be unique to you. And there is no one size that fits all for people point, you know, people who are of indigenous descent, you know, in the Americas, you know, Africa, et cetera, you know, uh, We've had a variety of different foods that made up our diet that were plant-based and animal-based. And right. we keep live off that. Now, I have some colleagues out there, uh, a good mentor, and one, one doc who I have a lot of respect for, uh, Dr. Robert Morris, you know, he argues that we should, we should, we should be only eating food because it's just how our... Yeah, our, 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 our dental, uh, I've heard that argument, today. but I don't think it's you're going to be, you're not sustained off of fruit. It's and just so not possible. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so the whole thing, going back to what, what I was just saying to you, put an Eskimo on fruit and see how they do. They, mm, they, their, their diet, you know, just watching some discovery programs is mainly oil-based, like, uh, you know, exactly. deep, heavy Never oil-based beef. Yeah. yeah, right. Because it's cold out there. You would never survive. Exactly. Right. These kinds of things, you know, that, that right. is very essential to them because of the environment that they live. You put them on a completely fruit-based diet, and what he advocates is like citrus fruit, you know, like oranges and mm-hmm. lemons, and they'll be dead on you in a month or so time because they can't sustain that, well, they, kind, of, you yeah. know, that kind of food in that environment. And so you have to take those into consideration 
And so for to, to really support yourself, you have to really take an honest examination of your body control, your constitution, your ancestry, and really think about what food really helps you drop. And you can check in with right. your body. And this is one of the things that we all, we're always teaching, that you can check in with your body and you actually can feel when you eat a food, is it energy-producing or energy-draining? When you eat a mm-hmm. meal, if you next to you, you have to that that's food, that's not a good was, food for you, yeah. that wasn't a good food for you. Because it should be energy-producing. Right. You shouldn't right. go away from a meal feeling like, oh, my gosh, man, I need to sit down. You can lay down. Right. I got to lay down. And, and so that, those are key indicators that most of us are so, we lack a, a sense of self-awareness and we're not, Paying attention to how we feel, we're just constantly on the go, 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 distracted mm-hmm. by this, distracted by that. We never really check in with our bodies, and we're not in tune with our bodies to really get an understanding of what is serving us and what allows us to flourish and what, and what is taking energy away. Right. Yeah, I think connected tissue, keep it a part of your health. Because you can, you can get it through, through right. plant based, but you also can get it through actually protein. But that connects to right. the because that's where your skin, you know, basically holds the body temple together. Right, right. I was, I talked to, you know, you, are you familiar with Dr. Daniels? Yeah, of course. She was a vegan for 26 years. And her story was she just all, you know, she, you know, it was good for the first 20 years, right? But then as she, she started to notice energy drain and she started to notice, you know, teeth. She was losing a couple of teeth. She just didn't have any energy. And then one day she ate, I think, a piece of meat, something. And then all of a sudden she had energy. And she saw that what was really missing was collagen. She couldn't, she, she said she couldn't even ride in a car because she could feel her internal organs just bouncing around because they weren't. The connective tissue was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I have a very similar story. Right. So, so she. Then I asked her, "Well, what do you do now? How often do you you eat meat? Now she eats meat every day, but she eats specific parts. She's not just Mm -hmm. eating anything. Mm -hmm. She's eating the you know the 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 high the connective tissue parts Mm -hmm. and the organ meat. That's what she's concentrating on." And when I look at it, she looks great, just like your skin looks great. So I think, like you're saying, I believe what you're saying, that it all depends on ancestry, number one. And what you, cause it's key because what you are used to, your family taking and eating. And I know that to be true because I went to visit my aunt, 104 years old now. And I was staying with her, and she cooked bacon. And I wasn't eating pork at all. You know, I wasn't even touching pork. I was eating meat but no pork. And I was like, how am I going to, at this time, she's around 103. I was like, how am I going to, what am I going to do? So I just said, you know what? I'll eat this, take me some vitality caps, flush it out. But one thing I noticed, once I ate that bacon, my whole aura of energy changed, like, like really fulfilled. You know, I felt good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, because of that fatty part of it, we, you know, some of the doctors say that's not good for us, but to a degree it is 
are an important part of our diet. Absolutely. And that's what, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I noticed it. I felt going on with me. They couldn't figure out it, what was going on. And what it was, I was missing key things in my diet. I, I was things I needed, I didn't have. And um, then once I started, you know, eating certain things again, those problems just went away like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, some people I know that are all vegan and they look great, but they're yeah. young, very young at the day now. Uh, and um, then I see people who are vegans and they don't. Their skin looks, you know, rough. We're very rough skin, and uh, okay, you, you're not convincing me to be a vegan because I'm looking at your diet, and I, and I see what they eat. They eat all these processed, highly processed, so-called vegan ice cream. There's a there's a there's a sister. Uh, her name is uh, Annette. I had to look her up really quick. Her name is Annette Larkin. Mm-hmm. Now she's been a vegan for. She looks like she's in her 30s, late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her husband, on the other hand, diabetic, gout, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, and he's eating the poor, he's eating these things. Right. And she can swallow. Now, this is the thing. She lives in Florida. She lives in a warm climate. She's okay. In a very warm climate. She's in the Miami Dade area. She's down in mm-hmm. almost a tropical environment, okay? And the environment is sports and sustains that, and she looks amazing. And even mm-hmm. living foods, the more living foods you put in you, the more, it's like this. Mm-hmm. The more living foods you put in you, the more life you have. So right. they interviewed her, and they interviewed her husband. And they normally people think like uh, the, the, the father. Mm-hmm. And she's the father. Yeah. But they're actually husband and wife, and they're like two years apart in age. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why didn't you do this? He's like, you know, I'm a country boy. I, I grew up on the farm. I'm going to eat your stuff. Right, right. They're like, yeah, okay. Look at your wife. You know, and, and so it really depends. I think in the case of Dr. Daniels, where she was with, uh, mm-hmm. I think she was up in New York, if I'm not mistaken. So, well, yeah, she started out in New York, yeah. eating that way. Now she's in Panama. She's yeah. in Panama now. Yeah, so she's in a tropical environment. In Panama, it, 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 it's a more sustainable environment. But, uh, mm-hmm. but for myself, I was a vegan for four years, and I started medical school. Mm-hmm. And I went through my first year there, mm-hmm. and all the stress. Now, Arizona... It's a you know fairly warm place. You know, yes, warm dry place. Yeah, yeah. The winters are fairly mild there, and mm-hmm. I had moved from Los Angeles to Arizona for medical school. Mm-hmm. A vegan. I was thriving in LA. I got to Arizona, and my body could not sustain due to the stress of medical school, the plant-based diet, mm-hmm. and I actually went in with some blood work. And my total cholesterol was down to like one thirty, which is very mm, low. Yeah, your brain and, needs that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my triglyceride levels were in in the two. And and the doctor was like, I don't care what 
spiritual beliefs you have or what political beliefs you have around why you say you're not eating meat, you're having meat today. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're destroying your nervous system. And mm-hmm. one of my classmates took me out. Uh, he just had finals. And one of my classmates took me out and she took me to the restaurant and I had an answer to it. It was orgasmic. Mm-hmm. My body was like, thank you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you needed it, yeah. I needed but, it. My body needed it so bad. So bad. And that taught me, it's like, you have to honor your constitution. You have to mm-hmm. listen to your body and what it needs. And, and one thing that I learned through that experience, that you cannot force ideology to get to the that Right. Body. That's the ideology <laughs> part. Every, every, every time. Yes, sir. And right. so that was that was like a big life lesson and things because Daniel had that same example put on her. Like yeah, she had great, great twenty big years, time. things were fantastic, but then as you start to shift your environment, your life shifts, but you're not staying in alignment with that. Right. You're still trying, to hold, you're trying to hold to some ideological view of some um, this is right. supposed to be this, but your body's like, hey, no, circumstances and the environment are shifting and we have to adapt and adjust. And you're being rigid over here. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's going to break that rigidity. But the body's going to fall in that rock. And so right. you, you have to just really uh, honor that. And so, like, again, you, you have to look at who you are constitutionally. For me, I know yeah. that at minimum, my diet needs to be 80% plant-based. I, like I said, I have it around 98. And I have, you mm-hmm. have those uh, animal-based protein meals throughout the month, and I feel great. And I know mm-hmm. as I'm starting to work out more and engage more, that may have to even increase some. It's kind of sustain mm-hmm. more of the demand I'm putting on my body. But I also mm-hmm. know one of my really, you know the brother as well, Jelani, uh, Jay has been a vegan, man. Uh, for uh, wow, I think like 25 years now, maybe two. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is he lives in Boston, but the brother mm-hmm. has his stuff put down to such a science that, and he works out all the time. And he's our mm-hmm. age, but he don't look, you know, he, he's like in it, he's in his fifties, but he looks like he's young. We do, right? He don't look our age, and so mm-hmm. so uh, he. Perfected this over the years. So it can't even be done any more. Mm-hmm. Everything he does. And so, like, I actually, even with my medical education, all my experience, clinically, everything, I still go to him at times and I'll ask him because brother lives mm-hmm. every single day. He has to go to him. You just have to honor who you are constitutionally and really work with what you have, that your body right. presents to you as well, the matter to, you know, perform and to, to work with. So I think uh, for everyone, you got to really take into consideration where you are, how you are, ancestry, and adjust. And everything in moderation. And you got to just really look at what where you are from a health standpoint. If you are dealing with any kind of chronic illness or, you know, a disease or imbalance, yeah, you, you need to start incorporating more plant based foods and more living foods into your diet that's not a health mm-hmm. That's just fact. You continue to eat 
meats that are, you know, acidifying and also inflammatory, you will not overcome that condition. Mm-hmm. And so you have to take all that into consideration as you're looking at your dietary needs. So, okay, that's a good point. People with, I've noticed this year, eczema in the United States of America is up. Like, I hear the complaints, hey, my eczema is out of control. I haven't had problems for years. But somehow this year, coincidentally, COVID, eczema has been a problem for a lot of people. I personally think it's the water. Something something they're putting in the water to treat it, and that's what's causing these issues. Because even my eczema started to flare up, and I hadn't had issues with it for, I can't even remember. And then all of a sudden, this is stomach fun. And um, and I saw, you know, my grandson's dealing with it at six. My daughter, skin flawless, and all of a sudden, her started to, uh, some herbs split up on the back of her legs and, you know, spreading to other parts of the body. So what is, what is the person... With, can do about that. I know that's a lot of dairy. You got to get rid of dairy, soy products, and things like that. That's another key driver that the doctors never even talk about when it comes to that. They never say stop drinking milk, and that's probably the number one cause of implement, you know, what's causing that to flare up. Well, it's skin duplication. So you have four primary uh, pathways of elimination for the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, bowel movement. Mm-hmm. You've got the liver and the large intestine involved, and the small intestine mm-hmm. involved. And you have your urination, your kidneys, and your bladder, mm-hmm. and you have your skin. Or you sweat. Usually, elimination, radio elimination pathways of the body. Now, all of this, when it comes to skin duplication, the first thing we always look at is the gut, the GIC. Mm-hmm. When the GI tract is compromised, you have inflammation, you have gut dysbiosis, you have all kinds of opportunistic uh, bacteria, viruses, and parasites involved. There's inflammation. There's also intestinal um, vulnerability where the, uh, the actual cells are no longer in a tight junction, but they cells have come up. So now things can enter into the, the body that normally wouldn't be in there. They couldn't be digested and absorbed. Now they got access. And so these things start a new response. And that can show up through skin presentation. The body's now having to deal with eliminating toxins. And so it's going to mm-hmm. get rid of it in any shape or form. It can't. And so with most of, most of your skin presentations that you see clinically, it's a gut issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food allergy. Or even mm-hmm. foods that are inflammatory to the system, even foods that you can't just digest and break down because you don't have the enzymes. Mm-hmm. All these things begin to create, you know, that gut dysbiosis. And with that, once those toxins enter into the bloodstream, now they're in the body, the immune system has to respond. And, and, and the, and what right. getting what the eczema is, or psoriasis, or any of these two issues, are the body's attempt to rid itself of. Toxicity. So we look at mm-hmm. healing the gut and then also detoxification. Detoxification mm-hmm. 
and obviously breathing more, eating more alkaline, alkalizing food, uh, consuming more water, getting more hydration into the body, moving the body, getting back to those kind of basics will help facilitate that, but you have to look at addressing the underlying issues that for most people when it comes to most of the conditions that you're dealing with with the gut issue. The gut issue, okay. Inflammation, uh, you know, and just the, the lack of integrity of the nutritional lining leads to the inflammation. And you now having that activity that they call leaky gut, you know, where you now mm-hmm. have things coming into the body that don't belong and causing these new reactions. Oh, okay. So basically, you're saying they need to detox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to detox. Plants, brother, yeah. You know, and like getting, you know, doing. Uh, the best way I could describe it is like this. The body is literally a printer. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to present to you your truth. And so when the body is dealing with toxicity, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically, it will present those toxicity in whatever form mm-hmm. they choose to store that. And so what you have to do is you go through a detoxification, a cleansing process. Spirit, mind, emotions, and body. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've had I've had folks who, you know, uh, who've been in toxic relationships, and the body presents that toxicity. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the stress that that relationship causes, and stress is one of the key factors that can easily disrupt uh, the GI system, and obviously that inflammation is another form of stress on the body that can mm-hmm. take that fight or flight state and your thoughts and your emotions will add to that and if you're eating foods that are compounding it because your body has a sensitivity to them you're creating antibodies towards these foods that they're seeping into these unprocessed un, you know they didn't go through the proper digestion absorption all these things can compound and then next thing you know you got asthma you got eczema you got psoriasis you got autoimmune conditions all these things have to show up because of the compounded stress that you put on the body, and the body can only present what it has been exposed to. The physiology mm-hmm. of obviously has to adapt to the environment with the fine. Change those things. The cleansing and detoxifying, moving the body as it's designed to do. Yeah, those things start to develop. Not choosing to dissolve those things. Right. The body works in 28 day cycles. That makes sense because I didn't start seeing it more my daughter until this whole lockdown. She's not getting out. Well, that makes sense to, yeah. Now, my grandson, I think his whole idea was a lot of processed food. Yeah, and the other ones, exactly. We give them, we start from the similar. You know, they were put on like some formula, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of the Mm -hmm. breast milk. They were putting on formula and these kind of things a lot of times. Their digestive system have different yeah. and, and so that starts to create some immune responses, and then end up with these conditions. Right. Yeah, I, I would say my greens, are, especially the more melanin you have in my team, the more greens you need to be putting in. Right. And that's where my one whole, because I don't know how to make greens, like cook them. Just throw them in the middle of the sea pool, man, and 
Yeah, so you know, put a little uh, Himalayan sea salt on it if you want a little flavor to it. <laughs> you bet you need a bite. I, I, I feel you because that, that was the thing for me, you know. Uh, but I, I had to get conscious of it because my body was telling me, "Hey, look, you have to make it." Yeah, that's it. That's I screamed. I was just sitting there. We're getting something green in the morning, and obviously every our dinners always have something green within them. It is just kind of how we do things here. It's part of our family mm-hmm. now, and so you can get greens. You can even greens. You can put like right. I'll put kale, fresh kale. Uh, you know, I've actually I've actually put collard greens. Um, into the actual juice. Actually, juicing. Yeah, yeah I've juiced collard greens before. And okay, you have a juicer, not a blender. Well, and, and both, you can do it for both. Okay. You can make like a lot of times, like kale and spinach in a smoothie. Yeah, yeah, putting those in a smoothie, man, it can really do that. But like I said we add the curly powder in there in the mornings, and and these are kind of that nice concentration of you know, green food in it, and we're getting all the nutrients from the green, specifically magnesium. Now it's all deficient. You know, that's what the doctor that the doctor told me is like, dude, you're in the because I wasn't eating green. The the central molecule for uh chlorophyll is magnesium. And and what's interesting is the, the molecular structure for chlorophyll is almost exact as our hemoglobin molecular. The difference is the central molecule. And chlorophyll is magnesium and the hemoglobin is iron. You start mm-hmm. taking in chlorophyll, you actually will build your blood and clean your blood. Okay. You will, you will so you mean chlorophyll supplement? Chlorophyll in your greens. Eating yeah, collard greens, leafy greens, That's you know, other stuff, green veggies. But yeah, you can put the supplementation as well, you know, to kind of help you with that. You got to be mindful because chlorophyll can act as a detoxifier and a chelator. It'll start to cool, toxic. And if you take too much of it, it'll really start to act as a, a very strong detoxifier, pulling out heavy metals, going to also toxic all your tissues so the body can limit it. But naturally, just incorporating these things into your daily diet and making sure you're getting an adequate amount each day, you will naturally just do this in a very more, in a more gentle fashion for the body and kind of yeah. help it too. Like we, like you now we've had some people. For example, I had a woman uh, who was one of them, and she used to work on a naval yard welding ships. Mm-hmm. She exposed to a lot of heavy metal, and it got so bad that she, uh, she had to take a, a low a section of her lung out because of the toxicity. And mm-hmm. they had her, and she had to sleep with an iron lung every night to keep her breathing and not you know, suffocating the night and passing away. And so she was right. constantly fatigued. She went completely vegan, which she, she had to do just to kind of sustain herself. And, and she was eating all these things, you know, but she still had difficulty with eating. So, mm-hmm. so she came into my class the first day of class. And she said, I've gone to doctor after doctor after doctor. Your class, 
said, look, I can't make any excuses, but I said, it's time to give me this tour. And she told me you know, what was going on. And how she had to sleep, take naps in the middle of the day constantly because she was not you know, making up the energy. And so I'm listening to her, and I said, well, it sounds like there's an oxygen capacity issue. Your body cannot take in enough oxygen. So I said, well, here's what I want you to do. I said, I want you to... Uh, you know, you got to get more green, more forceful. She said, well, I'm a vegan and I, I have plant-based. I'm doing it. I said, that's great. Continue that. I just want you to add chlorella, which is another microalgae. It's like chlorella. And it, but chlorella has the highest concentration of chlorophyll of any other food on the planet. I said, I want you to start taking, supplementing with chlorella in addition to everything else you do. Mm-hmm. She went away. She came back the next week. And I got this massive bear hug from behind. And I turned around and was like, and she's like, here's my eyes. Like, oh my God. She said, you know, Dr. Medine, after five days of this doing you said, she said, I'm off the island now. Mm. After being out for 15 years. And she was up. She said, I'm off. Yeah, where I said, they got a medical procedure they got to follow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I said they only can give you what they've been taught. So I said, you know, that's why you came here and you're, you're giving you some support. I said, but yeah, you needed more oxygen in your body, and guess what can give you that source Because it acts like chemicals in the body, and you do it in your blood, you now have more capacity to be more oxygen. Chemical returning oxygen to all your cells. So you wanted to support that pathway, and now you're doing that. And one of her life goals was for her and her husband. They had these Harley bikes they had bought. They wanted to go up the coastline of, you know, the 101 coastline that goes up on the west coast of Pacific Coast. Uh, and they wanted to drive from L.A. to visit their friends up in Oregon. And that was like a lifelong dream that they wanted to do. But she actually did it that time. They thought they would never do it. Because... And so just adding chlorophyll to the diet, in this case, Chlorella, they were able to get that done. So just Chlorella. Chlorella, yeah. And so that is a great way, even if you want to get green in to the, the body, yeah, just supplementing with chlorella to uh, be extraordinary and helping you do that. Okay. That's the, the challenge I have with my grandson. He, he'll he tell me straight up, I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, I don't eat vegetables, right? I don't, that's I don't what, yeah, he tell me straight up, I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian. So... You, can, you, can you know, I'm figuring that. out how to trick yeah. him into things exactly. like if I gave him a piece of turkey, straight up, he won't eat it. But if it's got gravy on it, he'll eat it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, it, it's got to have some gravy on it. Yeah. It's got to look at some. He'll eat it. And I think, I know there's an extreme detoxification that he needs. You know, yeah. some things I can't. Dairy? No, he's not. He's drinking oat milk. Um, he's not any dairy, no eggs. Uh, he's got peanut allergies. Uh, it's just that what he's he, he's very picky about what he eats. He wants to eat tacos, uh, French fries, you know, pizza, which you know he can't have that not with the cheese on it. Um, and um, but. He, he he just want to eat all of it, and he likes uh, cereal, you know, the, the sugary stuff. Well, one thing, 
one way to work with children that I've found that has been successful because they're they're very adaptive. You have to guide them. And so one way to mm-hmm. do that is actually have them make the transition. That seems such a transition. Like we're gonna make it together today and, and we start teaching them about the vegetables and helping them understand that oh yeah, you plant the seed, this actually builds up home. You know, and just helping them understand it in that way where they're now involved, especially at his age mm-hmm. six, that it becomes a very uh, fantastic experience for him. It becomes almost magical for him. Like, wow, okay, this is how this stuff is made. This is how this stuff grows. And then now I'm in the kitchen with mom and dad and granddad making this stuff. And I'm a part mm-hmm. of the, the process here. Then he will be more inclined to begin to experiment with these foods. And so you kind of have to guide them through education. And we've done this. There a number of times when I was uh, in medical school going through my rotations and I was doing my pediatric rotation where you're working with the children, that this is like a big issue. A lot of the parents are like, yeah, the kids won't eat this. They just want the sugar and everything else that they're accustomed to. And so just the, uh, incorporating them into the process, getting them involved, mm-hmm. teaching them, educating and empowering them this way, they become much more interested in it. And you get, you get them in a place where that's all he wants. And, I, and I'm thinking of a person in mind right now where she had two little ones. She couldn't stand uh, anything that wasn't coming from McDonald's. They had conditioned them to McDonald's. Conditioned them bad, yeah. Every time we, you know, we do something good, okay, we go to McDonald's. Oh, we're going to go mm-hmm. to McDonald's for lunch. We're going to, oh, get McDonald's for breakfast. So they were teaching the kids, so that's all they wanted. They were addicted. And McDonald's food can become addicted. And so, and so they had to work with them for a few months doing, you know, the recommendations we gave. But now, like, uh, well, when when they left under our care, it, all the children wanted was the vegetables, and and wanted to get in there making these. They're very fascinated with them, but it was because of how we educated them and and how they right. were empowered by the parents. Mm-hmm. So I would I would encourage that, yeah, getting them in there, preparing oh. with you, let them see how this stuff works. And explain it to you, you know, and, and have fun, make it a fun game, make it enjoyable, and, and they will really shift. And so they're, they're, at that age, they're so malleable with their consciousness. And so if you just mm-hmm. point them in the right direction, they'll follow that path. Right, okay. So when you're making these smoothies, what are you putting in the smoothie other than the <laughs> Yeah, well, brother, you, you three my smoothies, they need to taste good. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, what comes with my smoothies are we use maca. Maca is an adaptogenic food, an adaptogen work with the body. So, the interest with maca is adaptogenic food for hormones. So, if you're lowering hormones or you're elevating hormones, this particular root that comes out of, you know, that's maca. The, yeah, the indigenous, the indigenous Americans, you know, it's one of our ancestral mm-hmm. foods, right? When you put that particular uh, maca root uh, up into the smoothie, it helps to the adaptogens of the um, adapt helps the hormones adapt. And so for me, I want to make sure that my testosterone and my androgens are where they need to be, you know, as far as being a man and making sure that all my other hormones are healthy. Maca is a part of that for me. Also, the spirulina already talked right. about. Uh, I, I love bananas. Mm-hmm. Bananas in there as well. Uh, I only use like plant-based mm-hmm. milk, so for me, I use coconut milk in there. And we also have in there uh, 
goji berries, the goji berries and those and other people see. We have the berries up the yin, mm. uh, you know, energy with supporting blood, supporting the kidneys, you know, energetically. Uh, we are also put in Um, if I know okay, I really, yeah. if I if I know if I really need um some more digestive probiotic care, you know, I even would get, you know, like coconut yogurt or coconut keeper and add to it, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can get, you know, that um component. Yeah, just literally and then also yeah, some a handful of like greens. Yeah, possibly. Right. That, raw greens, no powder. Yeah, yeah, and also, you can't go wrong with berries. You know, like uh, your blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, mm-hmm. and you put those in there as well. It, it, it's a mix between those things, and they, I like mine a particular way. And also, I, I, I do, um, forgot to mention the pumpkin protein. I put a pumpkin okay, pumpkin. Okay. In the morning as well. And uh, what I will do, what I'm actually getting back into now, is coconut oil. So I'm getting that protein and a decent amount of fat in there. Because you know, I'm going right. back into working out, so it's important you know, that I'm getting that protein and that fat going. Um, just trying to make sure my energy does the main thing throughout the day. So where can people find, where's your website? Is it, yeah, uh, uh, the, web, the website called the AkanJourney.com, and Akan is spelled O-K-A-N, and the word journey, so it's TheAkanJourney.com. TheAkanJourney.com. Will, I'll leave that. Give the video, I'll put it up on description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with the, now that you, on, you got all of the health thing going, everything going. Um, what else are you doing outside of that? Yeah. Like you got your uh, fiance you work with, she does some uh, health. So we, with, with this quote-unquote so-called lockdown, uh, normally we do like a lot of live events, like workshops and retreats. We're going to plan, hopefully, for this coming year, we're going to look at doing another wellness cruise. Well, we actually mm-hmm. uh, we, we partnered with another company uh, here in the Netherlands, and we charter a plane on a sailboat there in, in Turkey. We mm-hmm. go between islands of Turkey and Greece for seven days, mm-hmm. uh, and we go through actually the seven domains of life mastery that are part of the Austrian journey. So we go through that. Mm-hmm. We have meditation. We have we do yoga. Um, as well with them and just enjoying the experience of life. So that's what this whole thing is about. You know, that we are mm-hmm. enjoying and we're mastering right. every aspect of who we are among, uh, along this journey. And so <clears throat> we help put the environment with the cruises and even our, our retreats, our wellness retreats and workshops that we do. We try to create an environment and experience for them to help them see what's possible in their life. And so so looking at getting back into that this coming year, uh, hopefully with the lockdown thing. Change, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it's real interesting, now that you brought that up, about this whole 
virus that we are dealing with. Um, you know, it, it, it's strange when they create these lockdowns. Okay, like right now they just did a lock. They're doing another lockdown in North Carolina now. You know, starting Friday, businesses got to close at ten. You know, all the restaurants got to close at ten. They can't serve alcohol. Like, you know, after something about alcohol, I'm like, okay. I'm trying to figure out where they're getting all of this science from to support some of the things they're doing. I could go in a restaurant, sit down and eat, with, walk in there with the mask, and then I sit down and remove the mask, but I don't see any barriers on my table from with and around. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just all of these things that they're doing is, is like, okay, can somebody show me the science behind wearing a cloth mask with the Dallas Cowboys on it or some other paraphernalia? How, you know, much is that helping? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a question. Um, That's a big question. Yeah. And the thing is with that, the H1N1 flu, you know, way back, I think it was like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. We had that, that flu scare, what have you. So I was enough of it. I do my research. So mm-hmm. we had someone who was possibly infected with that flu. We had to almost get into this hazmat gear to go in there and mm-hmm. see And I'll never forget this little girl. She was presented with symptoms mm-hmm. similar to being infected with the flu. That flu So I had to go in get in this entire yellow uniform, came all up here, and Actually, my dog. Mm-hmm. And then I had the hood over it. And I had this mm-hmm. respirator mask that I had on. And then, uh, and then we peeled over it, and I had... So mm-hmm. my body at all was not going to be exposed. To at all, yeah, yeah. Little girl. Hey. We had to go in, and, and I was, like, frustrated. I was like, man, you got to get into all this. Just for, you know, this movie, like, uh, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you hear out there that this virus is pushing Well, then the other ones, any other yeah, thing yeah, that could be encountered. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, they're, yeah, so no. it, it, it was worse than that, too. You putting on this cloth mask is going to uh, protect you. Do something. Do something. And, and the thing is that, you know, first of all, viruses are not alive. Mm-hmm. The virus is not out here trying to, you know, look around. It's not he's seeking. It's not he's seeking yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. no. The viruses are not living things. You know, they're, they're, they're taking derivatives of things. Um, and we have an extraordinary amount of viruses. We have more viruses in our body than any other thing. Right, right. And can it be likened to this? I, I can only give it some comparison, right? Okay. I used to work in a pet department of Walmart, right? Okay, yeah. And in the tank, this brown substance builds up all the time, right? Mm-hmm which is, you know, from life, the algae is building up, but it's also bacteria and other things, mm-hmm. right? Now, what people want to do is clean that. Oh, I need my tank to look shiny, but really a really crystal clear tank is really an unhealthy tank. 
because all of that brown stuff you're seeing in the algae is good for the fish environment. That's their environment. Because if you go in, you know, you go, if you untouched environment, you go into the water, you'll see all of this stuff around. They need that to survive. It's an ecosystem. So when you're cleaning that out, you're really, you know, damaging the ecosystem. And that's why when you clean a fish tank, you take about 10% of the water out, put new one in, and, you know, you just take that brown stuff and kind of push it into the gravel so that they can still have that environment. So what I'm saying is when you're talking about viruses, can that be kind of in the same area? Viruses are useful in a way in our body. Absolutely are. And that's what we we, we have an extraordinary synergistic system. A a Mm -hmm. mutual benefit and mutual exchange. You know, let's just Mm -hmm. take for example the gut flora, uh, microbiome. Mm -hmm. You know, these healthy gut flora, these healthy gut bacteria that you hear about. So there are Mm-hmm. A balance, and not only does it keep a balance in the intestinal lining, it's part of the defense of the body. The body uses them as a defense. They also mm-hmm. influence our nervous system, our mm-hmm. hormones, and our immune system. Without them, if I took all the bacteria and the viruses there and parasites that are in the system, I took them all out of your body. Mm-hmm. You would be susceptible to opportunistic pathogens that would kill you quickly. Because right. they're there mm-hmm. to keep, keep the balance, to keep the peace. So when you drop a bomb like an antibiotic into that In and you start killing them all off, now people who are on a lot of antibiotics, they're more susceptible. And this is how you actually end up creating these super bugs. Mm-hmm. Where they now mm-hmm. become resistant right. to these antibiotics, they don't have these other bacteria to keep them in check, and they're optimistic. They take over now; they're resistant to what the bombing, the nuclear bombing, and they're called antibiotics, trying to destroy everything. And then you end up with this opportunistic pathogen. So, look at nature. Nature works in harmony. Within itself, we're a part of it. We're not something outside. And there is a beautiful, harmonious exchange of life that's always taking place. And we disrupt that through, you know, through artificial methods. Yeah. You get the right. result that you have. And so to sit there and call viruses enemies is a very interesting thing because. Very essential for your survival. And what I've right. always, you know, looked at, you know, studying uh, Chinese medicine and studying this type of medicine, just looking at who I am as an indigenous person in China and just how, what we, how our ancestors saw life. We, we see ourselves as a part of the great whole, not antagonist to mm-hmm. nature. We're one with right. So with that, right. viruses and bacteria. Only thrive in environments that are conducive for them to thrive. And so, if right. you put them in an environment or a terrain that allows them to flourish, they're going to flourish. 
And so if your body is unhealthy, if your thoughts are unhealthy, if you're if you're emotionally unhealthy, if you're spiritually imbalanced, you create an environment for opportunistic pathogens to thrive. And they're there yeah. as gatekeepers to even let you know, hey, you're out of balance, so you're here to check you. And so I even see right. when someone actually gets a quote-unquote virus or a quote-unquote disease, it's not a bad thing. So you need to make some changes. Or we don't mm-hmm. need to make you up out of here. Yeah. So it's like what you said earlier. Like when 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 you're presented with symptoms like flu and things like that and they list this particular virus. Mm-hmm. That's really the body detoxing. Yeah. You know, getting rid of whatever it needs to get rid of. Yeah. And I and just from my observation, this is just purely noticing <laughs> In of care of of a facility of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm noticing, no one is being found at home dying from this. You're like, hey, we found this guy. He died. We tested him. He had COVID. It's always they presented these symptoms, went to seek some type of professional assistance, and then from there they their their, their situation got worse and. Either they got, you know, got worse and got better or they got worse and didn't make it, right? Um, so it, it, it is a common denominator that the assistance, there's some type of assistance from some type of agency that where these extreme cases are being found, what, nursing homes and, and, and then hospitals. So well, a lot of people, they're, they're in like the rough, you know, with in these environments. Uh, like in nursing homes, for example, most of these people are, from a health standpoint, companies. Right. So again, when something like this uh, engages with a compromised environment, it has the ability to thrive over the protective systems. That right. That, I mean, that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting with it is that, you know, the immune system, the immune system can get out of check. And you can have like a cytokine mm-hmm. storm, you know, this massive amount of inflammation that takes place in the body that starts to shut things down. It's the body's response trying to heal, but it can get up. And mm-hmm. then you get then the body gets itself in trouble. So they don't know how to stop because mm-hmm. there's so much it's trying to deal with and it just kind of just takes it. Right. And, and so, especially if it's being introduced with a lot of artificial measures, the body's like, yeah. okay, I got to deal with this now. This is coming. Now oh, what do I do? It, it can be too much it's for it. Crazy. Yeah, it right. Can be too much for it to handle, and it
eating well, we're resting, we're taking care of it. And just doing mm-hmm. something of necessity will help you begin to support and create a system that when it's exposed to mm-hmm. any particular uh, antigens or pathogens, if you will, mm-hmm. is able to combat them with ease and keep them in check because you have a robust immune system present with all these healthy bacteria and viruses and things that are there to keep the system and the delicate nature it needs to be for health, sustained health. And so, yeah, I think that's playing a major role in people's health. The fear, not only of the virus, but of being able to live, earn a living. And then you throw in the whole mask uh, scenario that just like throwing more fire onto the situation because now they not getting their proper oxygen. Now you have all these other factors, and I think that's what all of these contributing factors are causing problems. Now they're noticing children are committing suicide. They're disengaged from this online virtual learning environment. This is all coming out now that this is a major problem now. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these locking the kids down and they can't go to school. And the crazy thing about that, a lot of the children are not the ones driving this. The children are least affected. Yeah, they're, they're, they're exactly. They're, they're, on, they're, they're unfortunately on the receiving end of these buses and uh, the enforced mm-hmm. protocols that disrupt their learning, uh, disrupt their growth as, you know, young human beings because they're now losing the social engagement which is a part of their development. And That's a big deal. And they're not able to go outside and play and, mm-hmm. and really be able to be active. And like I said, with all that vital force and life force they have in their little bodies, it needs to mm-hmm. express. It needs to move. It needs to get out and, and express itself and exchange with others. And they are inhibiting that. Now locked behind yeah. a, a tree. A fear. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, for something yeah. that doesn't really affect them like it affects the the more, you know, population that have health issues. Yeah. You know. And even in that population that we did, I mean the survival rate even in that population is like ninety eight, ninety nine point five percent. And the unsuccessful ninety nine point eight percent. It's they're still relatively close in survival rate no, no matter which scale you're because everybody I know personally that got it diagnosed positive survived. Mm-hmm. No, only one person I know had to be hospitalized. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, it's rough. But then I remember him talking about it all the time, worried about it, and then he got it. You know, when he got it, he's like, oh, man, it's great. So when you... All of those factors together is like a, a great big recipe for disaster, you yeah. know. If, he, if he's sitting there worried about this every day, stressing yeah, he's all kind of stress yeah. hormones in his body that compromise his immune system, making him more susceptible to these kind of things. So it's almost yeah. like processing. Yeah, right. What, what and me, mean? I don't think twice about it. Yeah. And I've been, you know, I've traveled mm-hmm. right in the midst of a lockdown. And I... I, none of my routines really change because, you know, I don't work in a in an environment where I got to go to work for anybody, but nothing. Yeah. You see, I mean, 
I'm like, okay, so it's, it's really about your holding your mind and your spirit where you feel, and plus giving your body the proper nutrients. You know, I got stuff in there that I know will shut things down if I feel something coming on, like yeah. that, you know. From a toothache to a cold, you know, I could stop a toothache <laughs> in, in, with less than 24 hours. Right. Understand uh, my short period of time doing what it is I do. Don't have the knowledge, or if they have the knowledge, they don't have the discipline and the patience right. to implement the things that will be right by them. Right. Yeah. You're right about that. When it came to going, you know, using pure natural remedies, in the beginning, it took time because my body was so used to pollution. But now it's like, it, it, it's, it's like it, I can do something and I can see the effects within hours now that I've been doing it for so long. But your body has to get used to using those natural remedies to repair itself. When you give it a, 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 a part of substance, it's like, well, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and let that do its job. You know, because really the medications, I think, just just a guess, I could have an inhibitor for your natural functions to work. Yeah, they they can be uh, more successful. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That's just, you know, don't take my word on it. I just, you know, um, but, you know, using the natural things, like I've had, you know, tooth pain coming. I know this one's going to be a doozy, clove oil uh, in extreme circumstances. Some neem oil tastes nasty, but rub it around. All I need to do is get rid of the infection, pain gone. You know, get rid of that inflammation, it's gone. Now, yeah. You know, what I always tell people that uh, our, our conventional medical model has in you know, emergent care, mm-hmm. emergency, emergency. We have a brilliant to sustain right. or stop the body from completely expiring. And so, mm-hmm. you know, in medications, you know, these pharmaceutical drugs that you have created have, you know, the capacity to deal with things in a short-term emergency scenario. Right. What the issue becomes when you start doing these things chronically and doing right. things for a long term, that's when you start destroying the body and you start really. Because I've, I've had, you know, I've had patients who are clients, they'll have to take, you know, medication. You know, and I'll give an example. Until I could figure out how to control my blood pressure, to naturally, I needed to milligrams of Adapan every day to kind of keep things controlled as I work on. The causes of why the blood pressure was starting to, you know, get out of control. And once I got that figured out, I was done with that. Mm-hmm. So, your lifestyle and your lifestyle choices have a profound impact on how your body is responding to you. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people our bodies are our best friends. It cannot lie to us. We will always. Tell us and show us our truth. Right. It can do no other thing. It's only here to serve. 
And so when you see an imbalance in the physical form, you have to look at self-management. How have you been managing and governing yourself? Because yeah, I can tell you. My body will tell me yeah. <laughs> that I got uh, ate too much meat or sweet. It will tell me. Yeah, um, yeah I know uh, you probably got to get on with the, the rest of your day. Um, sure. Just one more time. Um, just let everybody know how they can find you. Yeah, so they can um, find me at the website. Uh, it's iconjourney.com. Icon is spelled again. O-K-A-E. And also, uh, you can look at look me up. You know, I have uh, the Icon Journey uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, that way. All right, and I'll leave the links in the chat in the description. As always, it's good to talk with you and learn some new health uh, remedies. All right, all right, peace. Take care. Uh,